Hello and welcome to the War Report. I am Two Dollar Cyrus. I am your host. Uh, I'm here with Three Dollar Quan and with a five dollar guest, Justin Davis. Man, Uh, I think right after NXT Takeover, you just said I had to be on the show, and I said, "Why not?" (laughs) Yeah, I said you might as well just let me on the show because I mean we we talked about it a little bit. Mills is. It was his birthday. I said, what you want to do? I'm going to blame Mills. He said, I want to talk about a takeover. I said, sure, bud. You can talk about a takeover. Uh, you, to, you know you what? You got to cut up takeover talk for y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm not even mad, but I haven't listened to the episode yet. <laughs> oh, you're going to be mad. I'm, I, I don't get mad when y'all talk about AEW. I mean, we talked, uh, we talked about the Rumble NXT. the other day, so. It's fine. It's We're fine. guilty. I, saw, not- I, I, I think I shit on y'all too. I was like, "Fuck y'all!" Man. I don't know. I, I, you know what I did, and I keep doing for no it, reason. And I, and I, I, you know what I keep doing? I, I keep calling the, y'all. Sh- I keep calling this show spot callers, and I think it's because it's like your ghost, the ghost of you saying, "Please watch this show." Looms heavy over my fucking life if you tell uh, me to watch shows. Hey man, just just you know what? We watched the show. <laughs> we just yeah. haven't gotten around to recording it, so that is your monthly well, well, spot callers he- update. <laughs> Here's my thing. Here's my thing with SWAT callers. We're going to make an announcement about SWAT callers mm-hmm. imminently. It will be back. We're it's just we're just re we're we're restructuring how it's done. So it'll be back yeah. in 2021. Yes. And then uh for the the G show asterisk new new name pending. Uh I am getting a logo done for it. My friend Kim, who also did the Ramen Talk logo. Uh and then you know, it'll be back soon. It'll be back eventually. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, I'm not too serious about watching New Japan again. But this is the show where we talk about NXT and AEW. And <laughs> what a week it's been, especially on the NXT side. We had a seizure, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a, hell of a week. We, yeah. we had uh, seizures. Uh <laughs> what a, t- a turn we had seizures we had a turn we had we had two fantastic uh tag team matches that, that i think mm-hmm. people are going to be remembering uh you know by the end of the of the year honestly um you had siamese you had a debut on nxt this week you had a lot of stuff go yeah. down on that show and i think we we only been uh we only been notified of like three signees but there are a lot to come and NXT fashion, you know, talent hoarding and such. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you got the money, spend it. <laughs> That's my well, take I mean, on that. We, we, I don't know if you guys saw that report. I, I think I posted it in, in our chat, uh, the Fightful report of the NXT Evolve show. Were you guys going to talk about that? Yes. Uh, I did not put it on. Yeah, the, I was uh, putting the thing. Yeah, but I was going to talk about it with uh, some of the new signings uh, going on here. And yeah, uh, they're finally going to do something with all the people that they've been hoarding. Oh, my God. Like, you want to see these dudes half baked? Go ahead. You know, Uh, (laughs) my question is, where is the where do you guys think the show is going to air? Like, it's not going to be Wednesdays. You think it's just going to be on the network? Mm-hmm. Or Peacock, yeah, it's, sorry. It's going to be a Peacock exclusive. Sa- uh, yeah. Saturday. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, just something for the weekend. I mean, WWE Network has co- like has like covered a lot of their bases, but I think the weekend is like when there's no pay-per-views, like I definitely think that like 
but this you're missing where? you're missing a crucial day where they don't have content. Tuesday. That's where I think it's gonna go. You think it's gonna go on Tuesday? You think it's gonna air on uh something or is it just gonna be on uh the network? I think what they I think it'll be it'll be strictly network. They've been missing that network component. I honestly I don't know about you guys, but since NXT left the network, I don't really watch it that much anymore. So that's a value that's a value incentive to get me to watch the network more than twice a month. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, well, yeah, no. But I, I think I would watch it definitely way more if it aired on the network. Mm. Yeah. Uh they they said that we're gonna see talent like uh Brand Brandy Loren who is Skylar something now. I, I forget what's her new name, but we're gonna see a lot of the uh a lot of the evolved talent. I know everybody was really like dunking on evolved uh when they started working with uh with WWE and I just thought that was ridiculous. There's tons of talented people on that show, so we were gonna get get to see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh Another story, which is just like, ooh, trouble in paradise. We have Sammy Guevara just denying working with Impact. Uh, Quote-unquote denying working with Impact, and I think it's completely reasonable. He told him, like, I try to go back to the projects. Like, I'm up here now. Don't don't send me down there with that. <laughs> he saw what was going on. He saw what Private Party's doing. Yeah, they, well, they weren't doing on a, anything on AEW, so I bet they're very grateful to be on impact doing something but honestly let's let's keep it really real uh before aew started impact probably talked to sammy guevara and like offered him something and they tried to lowball him or something like that and then he didn't want to work with them and now that he's now he signed to aew now he's trying to uh now they're trying to have him work with the people that he basically uh you know (laughs) big dog no why does he have to be relegated to the basically uh aew's developmental show now I think, wow, dark, dark is it? <laughs> Jesus, Cyrus. Uh, I, you know what was weird to me was AEW coming out and and every again, and it's the rank and file journalists coming out that every single time they said, well, no, there's no heat on him. No, he's fine. He's completely fine. I'm just like, bro, when Fightful has scoops, very rarely are they like completely wrong, right? But it's always one thing, and you guys know where I'm going. Like they, they're like AEW can never have any strife. They never have any sadness. Anyone upset? Whenever that comes out, they stamp it out, and then they they go to BTE to do their PR about it. And that's exactly what they did with Sammy on this week's BTE. Had a had you know was talking about the heat, and he was too cold, and blah blah blah. Which in hindsight, he probably shouldn't have been out outside in Texas doing all that, considering all of the issues they have right now. But I'll leave that you know to another <laughs> conversation. But I just found it weird that they quickly stamped out that any any possibility that he could have heat with the company. Yeah, it, it's weird, and honestly, and I think a lot of people like to forget, but wrestling is a job. <laughs> there is, I don't know anybody that's working in this current pandemic that is happy about working right now. They might like be happy that they no. have a job, but being happy to actually work there like no and anything that uh, having to risk your life mm-hmm. like risk your life to, to face sammy callahan nigga no, <laughs> no and, thank you uh, and what is it they, they get paid for the gate and it's only like 20 dollars per ticket like come on bro they're not making no bread man what is this but uh 
it, it the the uh, the report also talks about how this storyline was supposed to be involved uh, involve Chris Jericho and Don Callis as well in getting um, Sammy Guevara to just do stuff in Impact. And it seems, and honestly, I think it's fucked up because Jericho politicking to get Sammy Guevara to work on Impact seems like a punishment, and I don't think that's a good way to like display your partnership you know yeah. like you send your other wrestlers down there as punishment yeah it's getting it's, out of this <laughs> it, it's so strange bro because like it's not like like for example it's not like Sammy Guevara is like private party you feel me like they don't he didn't need that seasoning he's he done this for he's been doing this for a minute they don't need that yeah. seasoning over at impact so like what's the what was what's what is one game from doing this besides I mean that's not gonna bring any viewers to uh to impact. No one's gonna go out of their way to go watch impact to go see Sam Guevara. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh people barely went out of their way to see uh Kenny Omega, bro. Kenny. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm sorry, like if you watch Impact, that's cool. Like I, I, I can't do it. Also, I can't find it. So that's that's the thing. I, I can't people say Twitch. Uh, I'm, I'm access. Good, <laughs> I think I think it's access. It's, it's access. I think because, but I don't have access. I I, yeah. I feel like you I gotta don't. like move. You gotta move the antenna on top of your TV to get access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have basic. I don't have cable anymore, so I don't know how to uh, acquire access. But yeah, th- this whole partnership with um, Impact and NWA, like I think it's a very weird. Uh, like people like think it's like a power, like a power dynamic or like a, a super squad, and it's just like you mean the promotion that ha- that can't run shows anymore is working with Impact. I mean, uh, with AEW, and then you have like Impact, you know, like the stigma that's all over them. Like, yeah, it's it, it's nothing crazy. But speaking of AEW and Impact, <laughs> big rumor by Dave Meltzer, which I definitely think he's just testing the waters. Okada may show up at AEW or Impact. That's the report. That's it. <laughs> you guys can't be. You got to be. You got to be joking me, man. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think they're sending any of their big. Uh, their big elites over. And I think that's the first thing I said when we talked about the forbidden door. Yeah, it, he he's clearly posturing for the for the crowd. Um, I, I I when I saw that rumor I was like ain't no fucking way I, I I went over it like I was like yeah nigga maybe a different Okada maybe like you know one of his homeboys is going he's not going <laughs> his cousin is his, his pops going he's not going like I, I think that not. people I I wanted to say like people shouldn't get their hopes up like you know because even even with the Kenta thing that was that was like a one off you know what I mean it was like it was like a like a fucking Wandavision somebody shows up for one episode, then they're gone in the next episode. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it was like an Easter egg. You know what I mean? It was like, this guy exists in a different universe and he just happened to come here and then it, he's gone, you know? Yeah. And I know a lot of people got very excited for Kenta showing up and, you know, it opened the forbidden door, but we have to look like Kenta is like mid-card guy, you know? Also, he lives in Florida, so it's easy for him to get here. I don't see yeah. Okada risking his life to come over and wrestle in AEW. Um, I know a lot of people well on the, on the other side of the coin I see a lot of people very um 
like shitting on the AEW talent, like, oh my god, what kind of match are we gonna get? Like Okada versus uh Orange Cassidy. Hey, let me talk to you right now. The AEW fan base <laughs> is gonna eat that up. Like, let's stop it right there. People are gonna love that. And I definitely I desperately think that AEW needs this like that kind of competitor to come and make everybody better. Mm-hmm. My so, question is, is okay. like like was this one of those situations where Melsa reported recorded it or was like one of those like mail in and they was like, Hey, could you see Okada and Impact or AEW this year? And then they was like, Yeah, that's a possibility and it just went from there. You know that, that happens a lot with Meltzer. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't listen to it, so I have no idea if that's what the case was. Either way, I just he, don't he said it. He said it like yeah. in the report. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said it. Yeah, he's well then it's I don't know. Hey man, it, it, <laughs> it definitely seems like some uh politicking in the open. Yeah. That's like, cause when the report came out, it was just like, Melzer said that Okada, you know, they're like trying to get Okada to come over. And that was like it. But here's my thing. What will this do other than get you internet brownie points? I do not think Okada showing up gets them over 1 million, 1 million viewers because they didn't get over 1 million viewers when they had, when they were on access themselves. Like you, he, Okada showing up cold with no inclination of who he is. And that shows you the disparity between, I mean, even a WCW to a WWE and like how they used to portray people and make people look like big deals when, especially when they were coming from out of the country. Could they do that? Like, did they, they did they have that for Kenta? Did they show like video no. packages for him? They just showed up. He showed up. He showed up it was, cold. It was just, a, it was a surprise. And then it's not a surprise if you have no idea who the hell he is or Jesus what the hell is this briefcase is. Like, well, how can I expect for for this show to do uh, like over? Like, I know they do well. You know, they do well for where they're at. Mm-hmm. How can they expect to do better if this is? But I guess that's why they have the Shack deals and stuff like that because that mm-hmm. that Shack the Shack stuff allows them to do Kenta and touch that. But it, like, do do y'all feel like they're trying to like feed too many people or serve too many masters on this show? Because I feel like that when I watch it. Uh. Like try to serve uh, too many fan bases. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Because they they're trying to keep everybody. They're trying to keep a lot of their core fan base happy. But then again, it's just like AW can never do wrong. So it's just like they can kind of just do whatever they like. Wow. Uh, so it is it, like, are they pleasing people when they can really get away with anything? We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, uh, it's going to last forever because, you know, people are very, like, hurt by the WWE. It's going to last until, which I mean, it's only so hurt. It's only so much hurt they can get. These niggas, it's not going away. There's <laughs> <laughs> only so, hurt, so much hurt you're going to get. Yeah, like, so. It's going it, to it's gonna go well until they start hitting them 500K numbers, and then it's, it's going to start looking like, crazy it's gonna be like all right they're gonna start they're gonna pull something crazy out the hat at that point mm-hmm. like uh that's when tnt might ask you like might really step in <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but uh we got a couple signees uh that we're just gonna talk about like we said earlier there's a rumored much larger class that we'll be seeing uh whenever they announce it honestly but uh we have taya valkyrie millie mckenzie and la knight uh which one y'all want to talk about first LA Knight, we can get them out of the way quick because I don't know too much about them. <laughs> okay, so LA Knight, uh, aka Eli Drake, 
not a big fan so far. We'll see what it do in the ring. What do y'all think? So I've never actually seen, actually, I haven't seen any of these people wrestle, but I've seen Eli Drake promos. He's very, he reminds me very much of like a, a, a Mr. Kennedy type. And that's, <laughs> that's really, that's all I, that's the first impression I got from him. Other than that, I don't know much about him. But yeah. Uh, yeah. The promo was nice to me. I thought him calling Sam Roberts an incel was fire. Like, I, I thought that was dope. And, <laughs> and talking about he was okay. beat the shit. That away, Barry. Well, that was fire to me. I don't know. Like, Anybody could call Sam Roberts an incel, and I would, I would applaud him exactly. for it. Exactly. <laughs> I applaud. I, I think that I think he's in a very in like I don't envy his position because he's in the same position as guys like in uh, EC3, where he is on a brand that focuses on certain types of people, and they're not necessarily talkers. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he will be the only guy in a sea of heels that are more action than more action oriented than what I'm assuming from what people are saying he is. And, mm-hmm. and there's no baby faces for him primarily to go against. Like they're probably going to put him against Kushida who can't talk. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> like there's, yeah, like there's, there's not going to be any rebuttal. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the only, the only guy that I think he could make magic with, so to speak is not on the show and no one likes him and that is a velveteen dream and that's that's something that i feel like if velveteen dreams if his uh situation was different that would be the first feud that i would have with them but it is what it is with that right now he's he's probably gonna get you know paired with champa and then champa's gonna give him the ultra the ultra mega promo and then we go on Bro, from there but here's my thing here's my thing champa don't like as much as we don't like him you know no, no, he doesn't. Personal think. shit aside, he always has good matches. <laughs> like this guy, men. So like, I might be the 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 right guy to put him against him or a Thatcher would be pretty dope because he would give them something to work off of. Like that that is something. But they would have to come out of their you know Champa. Champa's low key like a Triple H on that roster, like personality wise. Yeah. So uh, swim good, uh, L.A. Knight. <laughs> I, I think they definitely should have waited for the field to clear a little bit before showing them off, but it is what it is. Millie McKenzie, who signed to NXT UK. Uh, y'all probably, y'all not familiar with British wrestlers, but uh, she's cool with Pete Dunne, Mako Satamora. She is really good. Um, what else can I say? Yeah, she, she, she's really good. She's really talented. She has some matches on uh, NXT UK already. I don't think they're particularly anything. Like, it doesn't really showcase her skill, but she is really good. And I'm, She's super young, right? Isn't she, like, 20? Yeah. They they yeah. approached her when she was really young, and then she was just like, can I get some more experience on my belt first? And I thought that was a big boss move. <laughs> what, what's crazy to me is all of the young acquisitions they're getting, especially in the light of the, the age debate going on, because mm-hmm. it does. It seem to me like these people are not going to be on NXT UK and NXT for 10 years. You know what I mean? They're going to come up young. And I think that they are somewhat preparing for that, that you know, reality pretty soon that Jordan's gonna, he's not going to be able to go and travel as much. And, you know, Seth Rollins is going to slow down, you know, in the next couple of years. Like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that they're going to have to bring up to that level. So, like, I, I do like the, the future proofing that they're doing. It's just in how WWE and the, and the booking and creative at large puts these people in the, in those positions. Like we'll see with Bianca and Rhea who are 
you know, in their 20s and their early mm-hmm. 20s, how they do with the rest of these ladies. Yeah. Um, Quan, uh, you, you don't know Millie Bukowski, right? I'll probably, I'll probably say um, but anything? Yeah, send me something. I, only thing I know is she was doing that little tag team thing with Pete Dunne, and they were doing like the little big brother, little sister gimmick, whatever. But besides that, no, I don't know anything about Millie Bukowski. Yeah, that... That that's one of her most recent like things. So yeah, you're you're kind of up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Taya Valkyrie and I just want to pose a unique question for her. Do y'all see her being on NXT long, or do you yes. see her coming to NXT at, at all? She she signed to NXT. I think that, that was confirmed. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, as far as her being there long, NXT needs people like Mercedes. They need people like Taya to help some of these women along now what would really be cool for taya and you know i don't know you know i don't want her to see this as a demotion or whatever but like if she worked that nxt evolve show that would be really dope for her she'd be one of the biggest she'd be one of the biggest stars on it from day one because you remember on that show you're not getting the eos you're not getting you know the uh the tony storms you're getting the women that are on the come up but you need like a, a measuring stick there and i think that'd be cool for her to be on yeah, uh, I I, w- I would agree there. Uh, her helping some people come along, uh, come up. I think that uh, that's definitely where she sh- should be doing. Honestly, I know a lot of people want her to be with Morrison, Miz and Morrison, but like you guys don't even like that shit anyway. Why y'all want to put her in that? <laughs> so, uh, I think that that is it for in the trenches. We're gonna transition to. AEW and Jesus Christ, that was an episode this week. And ladies and gentlemen, our, our cameras caught up. I think Alex Marvez may have been there as well for the WWE champion, Kenny Omega. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. I you keep doing this to me, man. Y'all and now I'm blaming you, Quan. I'm putting you in this shit too. Y'all keep doing this shit to me, man. I keep telling you I'm not watching this shit no more. And then you, you made me watch it a fuck again. And it, it was funny because as Cyrus was sending me YouTube clips, I actually was, I was at the studio last night and it was on in the studio. And there were certain points of the show. And when we talked about that, I'll bring it up where people visibly gasped and said, what the fuck is this shit? And I'll talk about those conversations when we get to those. But there's a, there's a specific part of the show that I want to talk about when we get to it. <laughs> don't worry i i have it loaded up and i think it's <laughs> honestly i think it's ridiculous that people really let this slide but uh let's start first thing first hangman page free my guy uh he will be wrestling matt hardy at revolution and i think this is quite the demotion because last year at revolution he was going against the Young Bucks as tag team champions. And he was one of the most over people on that show. And now he will be wrestling Matt Hardy for whatever true reason. This hurts. <laughs> this hurts, man. I don't I don't get it. It's it's rough, man. I feel I feel bad for my guy, hey man. I really do. Like you said, last year at this time, I was considering he one of my favorite wrestlers. Out at the moment, I thought he was doing a fantastic. The match with the Young Bucks was, in my eyes, top three match of the year last year. Um, 
I'm I'm sorry. I don't want to see Matt Hardy, bro. I don't. I don't care about Matt Hardy. Uh, like Justin V say, do the the doo doo walk when he come through the ring. I, I just like <laughs> it's like I I, I I I can't take him seriously. This match, like this match, there'd barely been. I mean, there's been build, but like it kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah, the 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 build came. Uh, I think at least three weeks ago. Maybe that two or three weeks ago. This ain't right, man. <laughs> um, the, this is really terrible for Heyman Page. Uh, free my guy, and. We're going to transition to the Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz and what I felt was a very lackluster match. Free them as well. <laughs> I can remember one year ago. I don't know if you guys remember this. I think it was Santana or Ortiz went on Twitter. Someone had complaints about them just being lackeys in the inner circle. And he said, y'all just hold on. Y'all got to be patient. We're going to get our moment. I would love to find that tweet and find out what day that was said because when as when watching this match, I was like, this is not y'all moment. Y'all is letting the young bucks like the young bucks. You know what's funny about AEW is that all of the VPs, they did what they, they kind of tried to subvert our expectations, right? They like Cody lost a lot for, for the first year. Lot. Yeah, like 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 Kenny lost a lot just to show y'all like, hey, we're not gonna be, you know, uh, we're not gonna be trying to take over the show. And now a year later, it's like the other way. and They're getting their wins back and they're beating everybody now. And I'm just like, this isn't this is the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to keep elevating these people. Like, that's the one thing this show is missing is what is Sting doing to elevate these people? What is Taz doing? Well, I think Taz actually does a good job of elevating them. The team is just losers. Yeah, they, they just but, but like, they, they just continually book the team to lose. But I definitely think that Taz is doing a really good job representing them. Absolutely. But when you look at the Bucks. There, you know, the, the match ends in a beatdown with the with the bullet with the bullet club coming out very slowly to help them as they're tapping to this fucking arm. But I was like, what the yeah. fuck is going on in this shit, man? I I was just like, wow, this match is something. And then when it ended with a cradle, I said, all right, Santana and Ortiz, y'all got to start. <laughs> y'all y'all, y'all got to start banging Gabe's line, bruh. Gabe had evolved. It wasn't even the cradle wasn't even the, the the part. It was him yelling the best, we're the best, and then walking into the cradle mm-hmm. immediately after. Like I, that was the, the match was decent up until that point. They were like, all right, you guys lost me, bro. Like, what, that's a, that's yeah. a that's a Monday Night Raw ending or some shit like that. Some uh, <laughs> Ric Flair came out with Lacey type of ending. Like what kind of shit is that, bro? <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, the Good Brothers coming out very very slowly, and the inner so circle. Slow. The inner circle, who is six deep, running, running. away, <laughs> six deep. Yep. Don't After- tell me these niggas was surf- I said this out there. Don't tell me these niggas afraid of Festus. Like, there's no fucking way. After After Brian Cutler just came out to zero fanfare to catch uh to catch Jake Hager's finish, the uh, Good Brothers come out and then they run in. Come on, bro. What are we doing here? Are you for real? <sighs> Then Jericho, how, how, listen, I, I, I talked about this on, on the A show. How is this motherfucker? How, how is Tony Khan and that crew who purported themselves to be very on the cusp and on the pulse of what their people of color, minority viewers were saying, how do they ignore what we've seen from Jericho and his wife this week and not say anything? Easy. He's a money, money mark, bro. I mean the instant the 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 wife being at the Capitol is crazy enough, bro. 
Like, yeah. like the, the apple don't fall too far from the tree in that instance where it's like, yo, and, and rightfully so, we, we would be calling on anyone in, in any other company mm-hmm. that did the same thing. I just want to know, like, what what is, are they waiting for this to get worse? Are they waiting for him to just openly, like, he has been I, a, he, he's been a, a lightning rod for this type of controversy for the past yeah. year. And they've said nothing. I, I think once he had Donald Trump Jr. on the show, Tony Khan should have definitely like stepped in and was to say, Abra, what are you doing? Yep. And instead, no, give him a sh- give him a spotlight on the show every single week. And if he doesn't have a spotlight, put him on commentary for the week. It's like they let him. They kind of. I feel like they let him to do whatever you want. They don't. There's really no like. And no one saying no to Jericho. Like you said, he's. I don't want. I don't want to use the term, but like, there he's, he's is, money mark. There is no good episode of AEW with Chris Jericho on commentary. <laughs> None of those episodes are good, and yeah, then they continue stars, to do it. And you've been watching for two years, so like you, you would know. <laughs> there is no good episode. When Cody was on commentary that one time during the pandemic, I thought that was like the commentary shot up through the roof. Then next week they decided to have Jericho like three weeks in a row. The UK fans loved it. <laughs> it's pure insanity and yeah i i don't know when will we ever get to the point where jericho is just off the show uh i think that is the aew that is two years in the future his deal's almost up right here i hear his deal's uh it's pretty close to being up don't resign him you gotta you gotta look at right right y'all like you gotta look at what he brings the value he brings to the show and i think that we gotta ask questions if he does get resigned or if he gets resigned to a longer deal as far as like what 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 that is, I mean, I I could definitely see him resigning, but um, just just this inner like this inner circle shit has really done nothing for nobody, honestly. And MJF is in is still in the same position. Sammy Guevara has had this ceiling over his head forever. Santana and Ortiz, we said what we had to say. Sammy. I can see Sammy. It looks like they're about to turn him face too, from what the, mm-hmm. from from the recaps they said. It looks like he's about to turn baby face. But I could see why they have Sammy still kind of in the doghouse. He was wilding last summer. <laughs> he was wilding. Mm-hmm. I, I I get that, but Sammy Guevara turning face is kind of a resurgence in his character. But the problem is is that he is still in the inner circle universe mm-hmm. of AEW, and mm-hmm. that's where that's where he's going to be uh, pigeonholed for until he gets out honestly and then once he's out i don't see anything for him so uh swim swim good brother (laughs) (laughs) um the main event happens uh just because eddie kingston asked tony khan to make it happen and it was a six-man main event the usual aew stuff phoenix shows out lance archer does okay John Moxley does his thing. The Kingston family loses. So, Eddie that is, Kingston, y'all. Yes, that 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 is uh, <laughs> that that is your main event. And then, in usual uh, ending AEW Dynamite fashion, there was a the beat down at the end, of course, because they, <laughs> they cannot stop themselves from having a beat down. And with the beat down. Kenny Omega says, I'm going to put you down for good. 
I'm going to put you down once and for all, and I'm we're going nurse. to have an an exploding barbed wire death match. You know what who the, the funny part? <laughs> who the hell? Who the hell could have predicted this? You know what the funny part about that is, too. I saw mad people on my uh, on the comeback spot on my timeline. Like, what's an exploding barbed wire match? Like, they've gone so geeky in their <laughs> wrestling that they go into exploding bar. Like, you have to be a real wrestling nerd like us to know what an exploding barbed wire match right. is. You, you, you got to follow Nuke Bummer on Twitter to know what exploding barbed wire uh, death match is. And honestly, once the barbed wire explodes the first time, the the luster is gone. Is he going to be like shaking like, <laughs> like what are they what are they going to do like also why the why does Kenny only have like primarily death matches with Moxley like they're going to the well one too many times here I feel like the first death match they had was very divisive within AEW mm-hmm. I would say that that was the it was like 45 minutes long I yeah. think people checked out at 20 and I think that either you loved it or you hated it there was no in between there and they're going to do another one of these matches. And it was just like, are you guys doing this? Because the the, the last title match I had was kind of meh. And, and everyone knew that. And they're like, okay, we got to go back to the violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the blood and guts. And I, th- I think, uh, yeah, the death match was divisive. I think people just like spots from it. And I'll tell you guys right now. I've I've watched a couple death matches. The only thing, like the only thing that we're gonna remember coming out of it, are the spots in it. But we're gonna have to watch that shit live. Yeah, and it's not gonna be great. <laughs> uh, I like death matches. I think it's cool or whatever. I'm not too fond of this stipulation of death match. I'm more. I like the light tubes more or glass because it looks cooler. But this shit, I I don't know, man. <laughs> it's gonna look real silly. Is this is this pay per view have heat? Like like what what's what's the what's the TL saying? Is everyone excited for this pay per view? I I feel like I hear very, very are, little about Revolution. People are very excited to see Sting wrestle, Ooh, in a street fight where it's where he's gonna be heavily protected and Darby Allen will be taking most of the beating as he normally does uh, and probably come out on top. Honestly, I don't even know what the hell Sting is doing around Darby Allen when the match is going to be him and Cody. And I'm just like, how the hell are y'all going to build to that if you're hanging around this loser? So it is what it is. Can we talk about the the gender reveal? Sure. It, it, it was on the quick hits, but yeah, let's talk about the gender reveal why i was i was watching it in the studio with a couple people and when that popped up somebody said in the background i didn't have words for it because i was just like and somebody said yo that's 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 my od and i was like yeah it is and i was like listen who's worse because i tell you one thing triple h would never do no shit like that ever in his life do no shit like that. Yeah, that was man. some of the corny shit I've ever seen. Listen, listen, Cody Rhodes, I don't know if anyone knows this. He's not a big celebrity. No one knows who the <laughs> fuck this guy is. He's on the Go Big Show. What are you talking about? Everybody knows who <laughs> he is. 
Hey, man, when I ask people who's watching the Go Big show, nobody said anything. <laughs> nobody even checked out the first episode. This this motherfucker is not Ryan Gosling, nigga. Like that, no one cares what you what, what your child like. You could have kept that secret. What what who who gives a shit? You could li- literally could have just tweeted it. And but the funniest part that, okay. that made this shit look so bootleg, and I was watching with people that don't watch it that are only familiar with SmackDown, is FDR coming out right afterwards <laughs> with pink confetti on the ground. And I thought that was so hilarious because just a year and a half, two years ago, people were like, they could be treated so much better at AEW. And I said, oh, really? I hope so. And then you see this shit and it's like, oh, no, no, no. You forget that, that, that there's going to be nepotism throughout wherever they go because it's fucking pro wrestling. And that is what it's built off of is nepotism. So it was mm-hmm. funny to see Cody, who was at best a mid Carter while they were there, <laughs> now big timing these motherfuckers and saying, hey, Shave off about a minute of your match. I got to let everybody know I'm having a girl. Yeah, cool. Bet. And then doing that and then have them have a match, which is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It, w- it was crazy. I definitely also, I think... to say. Go ahead. No, I was going to say just congratulations to Cody and Brandy on, on, oh. on, on a healthy baby girl. <laughs> you know, I want to be at least a little positive. <laughs> I don't give a uh, fuck about that kid, man. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we got it. This, sorry, big negativity uh, these hours. I don't give a fuck about your kid. This literally could have just been a tweet with a picture. Um, they could have did this before the show started and, and put it out on Twitter. Yep. Literally. They could have literally early, earlier that day. They could have tweeted it a day later. It did not have to take time up on the show. It really didn't. And I said it before. When FTR, FTR wanted to be at the top in the WWE, and they couldn't get there. They're at the top of the at AEW. Uh, let's see what happens or how they act or how they feel when they're no longer at the top. But it ain't even about that. Like, FTR, whatever. We know that they're not going to have matches to the level that they had on NXT. That's just, that's just clear. We know that. That's not even a shocker or a surprise to anyone that it's not where it was at NXT. It's, it's how it's how like watching the show how it was structured i i think it's really interesting to see every time i watch dynamite the way the structure i'm like it's very interesting that, that people i know why people watch it and, and want to see it succeed and why it succeeds every week because there's mm-hmm. obviously some you know there's something there you know with, with with people wanting an alternative and that's absolutely fine but watching the show there's no way you can say that this show is like structured very well like that's that segment itself showed how bootleg this shit can be sometimes the beat down at the end of the show showed how bootlegged this. There was two beat downs in this episode. No, three. The Sting shit. There were three beat downs in this episode. I counted three of them and I was like, bro, there was a, there was a beat down every 30 minutes. I remember last year there was at one point, I, I think it was like uh, Ryan said, so one of the reporters like pointed it out, like every single segment on the show ended in the beat down. It was like seven in one show. That shit was crazy. <laughs> It was, I don't remember. It was like sometime last summer, but yeah, sometimes they get a little nuts with the uh, with the beatdowns. Quan, it's more than nuts. This, this, <laughs> is, this seems to be like they can't stop niggas from beating everyone, beating each other up at this point. <laughs> I, my 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 favorite beatdown in AEW history is I think it's Santana Ortiz uh, with the Bucks, and the beatdown started 
went into the commercial break, lasted throughout the whole picture in picture, picture in picture ended, and they're still having a beat down. That was like that was like the first month. I remember that. It was still it was... insanity. Like people loved it. I, I get it. If you watch on Fight TV, you don't get to see the picture in picture, but you should really be prioritizing the audience that is watching it on TNT. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> to finish off AEW, the Super 16 tournament stuff, uh, the Japan bracket happened on Monday this week on YouTube, and it will be happening. Uh, the next set of uh, matches will be happening again on YouTube. Uh, Yuki Sakazaka, uh, Yuki Sakazaka won her first round match. Emi Sakura won. Rio uh, Mizunami and Aja Kong they won. I think that uh, Amy Sakura and uh, Veni had the best match in the first round. How do you feel about it, Kwan? Absolutely. Um, so. I come into this pretty heartbroken. Oh, <laughs> we thought yeah. we thought we thought we thought Maki Ito at least second round, bro. At least uh, shit. I, I, early. I, I was hoping for at least semifinal shit. <laughs> so, but so like I went on, I was on Reddit or whatever. I don't I don't know anything about Maki Ito, but I guess she kind of loses a lot. Like that's kind of her thing. <laughs> but I feel like she she out of the few women out of the eight women, I feel like she had the most buzz. Mm-hmm. You know, on the timeline, at least on my timeline. Of, like people were really interested in seeing her. Um, I don't know how long ago they like recorded these matches or something. Like they recorded these like a month ago. Yeah. But it, it's I do hope they, you know, they give her a call and at some point she does come back because I do think there's definitely I mean, potential there. Like I <laughs> potential. Uh, if if those people that say that she loses a lot, that's fine. But let's just talk about like the quality of matches that she has. And I think on uh Tokyo Joshi uh, pro wrestling that she has like some really good matches and your AEW you don't have to have you don't you could book her completely differently <laughs> but uh hey man they, they got they got them girls wrestling in the cafeteria bit yeah they, they they had them in the very uh very secured warehouse <laughs> <laughs> no, no like crowd damn, uh, I wasn't meals on wheels shit <laughs> I wasn't expecting a crowd and nothing like that uh yeah, I think uh, both our picks got eliminated uh, first round, so that sucks, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, Riho and Serena Deebs had a match on AEW this week. I thought that was the only match worth watching on the show. If you want to go stream it or run it back, I thought the match was pretty great. You should probably watch that. And then next week, every single one of these matches will be on YouTube. None of them will be on Dynamite. Uh, once again... Them just sticking it on a Monday, an hour before SmackDown. I mean, uh, before Raw, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. But we'll be getting uh, Nyla Rose, Tay Conti, and Anna Jay, Britt Baker, and the second round matches for the ja- uh, the Japan bracket, which would be Yuki Sakazaka, Amy Sakura, uh, Ryo Mazanami versus Aja Kong. If Aja Kong, I like Aja Kong, but don't, please don't let her go to the finals. <laughs> or the grand finals, please. Like, let's not do that. But you know, it's they gotta, they gotta, they gotta please the people that love Aja Kong. So, I mean, I mean, she's not bad, but I'm just like, come on, bro. You, you have so many other talented people to choose from. 
And I, I really don't think Asher Kong gives a fuck about the AEW championship, bro. Don't don't fly me out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that said, we're going to go into NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day and uh, NXT uh, that happened this Wednesday. I don't need to hear from you. I need Adam Cole to get his ass out here right now. I'll say it again. Adam Cole, get your ass out here. I absolutely love Vengeance Day. Fantastic card. I'm saying it right here. I watched it again. I don't ever watch wrestling shows over again. Like, unless it's like X7. <laughs> it's probably the well thing is the only other wrestling show I watched multiple times is in uh, Takeover Nola, and I think that I think it's top three right there. I think if there was a crowd, it probably would have been probably the best Takeover hmm. ever. Mm. With the crowd, ever, yeah, ever. Wow, with the crowd, with the crowd. Think about okay, let's look at the card. Let's look at the card right here. You had the first women's Dusty with four people that everyone loves in that first match. It was a hot match as well. You had Gargano, who was already liked. And the, and I think that if, if there was a crowd right now, they would be ironically liking him as a heel. He would be getting over. He'd be getting, he'd be getting face pops for the way shit. They would be loving that shit for sure because they love that corny shit. Versus Kushida, who they also love. MSK, who you absolutely know they love. Versus GYV, who you absolutely know they love that like fans love as well. Having that fucking match that they had on that, on that card. The three women, like, that might have been, like, the come down match. I'm, honestly, that was a match I was kind of like, uh, it was whatever. But Balor done, then the end of the show? The, the, the big How could you argue that? It had everything. Like, like Kwan, I had everything you would need. And that's why I said with the crowd, knowing that, that takeover crowd, that show would have been top two. And I ain't talking two. It wouldn't have been okay. two. It would have been number one. <laughs> okay. It been number one. I see where you're going with that. I understand. Um, How you feel about it, man? Um, I I've been saying this since since the jump um, with NXT. No matter what the TV product's looking like right now, you can always, always, always guarantee Takeover is gonna be a banger. They don't miss. They really, really don't miss. Um, I thought, like you said, the uh, the opening women's match for the Dusty Cup. Incredible! I think uh, talking to you, Cyrus. I think that's probably that's probably a uh, uh, the hell the name? <laughs> Not Ember. Uh, her tag team partner, Shati. Shati. <laughs> Shati's best performance. Yeah, that, I that, think she signed on. I I, I was watching. I, I text both of you. Actually, I was just like, yeah, this, this has to be Shati's like best performance ever. She definitely yeah, showed can, out. Like this was fantastic. That the 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 plancha the the suicide dive spot had me fucking afraid for her. But she showed out, and, and I think that it was it was a great showcase of really all four women. Um, and I, I think that again, it, had that been a crowd knowing the history behind it, they were making history in that match. And that and that's one thing I think differentiates a lot of what's going on, with, 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 you know, with with this takeover versus Nola. Like obviously it's going to win because Nola was Nola, and, and it had a crowd, and it had the debuts, and it had you know all of the moments that we all love. But with this, it has the history and historic moments of we're getting the first women's Dusty Classic. And I think that carried it as well. And I was really happy. You know, I, I thought that it was going to be Ember and, 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 um, and Shasi yeah, because of. But, but we saw we see on, on 
on Wednesday's NXT that, you know, they're, they look to be kind of, at least for the time being, making Dakota and, and, uh, and Raquel kind of tweeners at this point. Uh, we, we were just looking at the scope of NXT and then there, Triple A was just like, nigga, there's a bigger picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just pulled it back and it was just like re- revisiting the history of uh, um, Dakota Kai and uh, Shayna Baszler, which I thought was really cool. Um, MSK and Grizzly Young Vets, fantastic match. Uh, I didn't peg them to win the whole thing. I'll eat my words, but like I said, I, I don't you. hate them. I don't hate them. No, I, no, 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 no. I'm, I, but I told you, but what me and me and Sarah had a conversation on PlayStation literally a week ago. I said, if Undisputed Era is out, it's MXK for sure. And yeah. I was like, they, they're got to be winning. And I was like, but but that's the thing. And like I said, the predictable option is sometimes always the best one. You go yeah. with what your what your heart is showing you and and they're they're a tag team that when they get fans back which is going to be soon is going to they're going to shut the shit down put them tag titles on them and let them have a long run i, I saw what was oh go ahead no, no no you got it you got it i saw what was going on but they already at that point in the show they already had two heels win i was like yeah, yeah. grizzly young vets is about to lose his match and who that's who my pick was i was like there's no way they're gonna have you guys lose in the finals twice in a row and <laughs> they did but you know what they could put that they could use that as fuel for their gimmick wherever they go with it so i'm mm-hmm. not too mad at it yeah msk they, they went all out yeah they're uh, fantastic they're, the energy when they debut was just so different I, I know a couple of people i saw on the timeline that night were like well i've never seen them before but you guys seem to love them so they better be good and i was like listen these these dudes for the four matches they've had so far have not disappointed at all hey the match with uh elgato bro <laughs> yeah they're goaded heat heat i was like <laughs> oh, this is heat like they, they they went off and and you know shout out to them uh wesley nash carter like i i feel bad for the third guy in the group he's still in the impact like wrestling scrubs but like <laughs> hey let, let let i see i seen the shit he was saying let's keep him there <laughs> <laughs> what was he saying i was about to say uh, uh, my my, my man's on his all lives matter shit. So let's just keep him there. No, <laughs> let's keep him there. Don't don't come you gotta, over. You gotta brother. send me that. You gotta send me that. Gotta I, send I, me. I I got you. But I I also think, hey man, they didn't even offer they didn't even offer that boy the contract. <laughs> that boy said, hey man, swim good, brother. <laughs> don't break don't break him over. But uh, yeah, MSK is great. I I always knew that they were great. I definitely think. The set of the four set of matches that they had are completely different from the stuff I was seeing from them in PWG. They adjusted insanely well to the environment that they are in. And hey man, take it off only only Lorcan and Danny Burch. Don't even remember they are tag champions, bro. Yeah, Every time it, it, it was weird, but we know that was a byproduct of Rich Holland. No, I mean, oh. but I mean, it was a product of Rich Holland getting hurt. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that they weren't supposed to, it was supposed to be bigger than that. And Pat <laughs> was probably supposed to stay and stuff like that. But Rich Holland getting hurt, like NXT got a bunch of bad, shitty, shitty news and, and things happened to them toward the end of 2020. And I, and like I said, like, I feel like they're finally turning a corner and, you know, they're, they're, they're very, you know, they're, they're very like hitting a stride. And it's a stride that I felt like they had in the beginning. Then they had that stride again in Survivor Series weekend, and then they lost it. Now they're getting yeah. it back, and I'm like, they need to keep this momentum, and then I think that they'll be fine. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was just like a really bad string uh, because we lost Carrie and then we lost Rich Holland. Uh, yeah, just well, what, we, we lost Keith Lee. We lost mm-hmm. Damian Riddle. Facing the possibility that we could be losing a lot of women. We could be losing what well, they've lost Rhea. She's gone. There's a lot of people leaving and they, they got to step up. So like they, we, can, we can't know they we can't notice that there's a lag. They got to keep it coming. And that's why I felt like this episode of NXT TakeOver or not TakeOver, but the TV this week was cool because they're showing you we're going to keep rolling with who we got. And, and we have a lot of we have a lot of faith in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kushida Gorgano. Uh, he and come on, guys. We we gotta. If the if the match is too long, go stretch your legs, man. <laughs> go stretch your legs, man. I, I didn't. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that complaint. I it was I only like twenty five minutes. I thought that. Um, I don't think that because Johnny's a heel that that means or someone said like he's a mid card heel. Like I, I thought that he, you know, I thought he'd be having shorter matches. I was like, there was nothing in his character that would even clue you into the fact that he'd be having shorter matches and also long matches aren't are some of the problem but most of the problem of long matches and i think we could all agree is the first 10 to 15 minutes not meaning anything Mm. and i think in this match that was not the case yeah definitely not uh i love austin uh austin theory getting kidnapped at the very start so like at that point (laughs) it's like it's all up from there (laughs) Exactly. There was there was a there was a start, middle, and end to this match. The start was Johnny had no help, so he had to beat Kushida on his own. That was the story. Is that he the the way was always there, and this time they were not there. The story was could Kushida hang with with Johnny Takeover, and it took. And, and you know, a lot of people were kind of upset, or, or like I saw some people disappointed that Kushida didn't win. But I was like, it took him two finishers to even beat the guy. This isn't over. It's gonna. They're gonna. No. They're gonna bring it back. They're gonna run it back. Uh, I I, I say it all the time, uh, especially with NXT. Now the first match doesn't always have to be the end, so mm-hmm. we we don't we don't get that instant gratification because we get it with the uh, MSK winning. So you know you just you just gotta uh yeah. take t- take your wins when you can, man. <laughs> I thought the hey hey and on this show I thought the booking was was fantastic. I thought that everyone it, it made sense who won. Everyone and and, it, and then again, you know, we'll talk about it now. Like the end of this show made us excited to see what was going to happen on Wednesday, and I felt like they, you know, they didn't disappoint with where they were going on Wednesday either. So, mm-hmm. Quan got anything to add? Well, I know I think it was a fantastic match. Um, I, like <laughs> I said, I don't think it's over. You guys pretty much nailed it, uh, nailed on the head. Um, I do want to talk about Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. Let, let's, <sighs> hey, is it time? Jersey on the rafters. It's high, right? I'm, I'm 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 hooking it in up here. Meals was a little bit on the A show this week. He was a little bit apprehensive. But I think he's a Finn hater. It's okay. Uh, we we are on the right side of history. Meals is not. But uh, I think with Finn and you guys, you guys watch the show every week. You know he, the challenges on Meals don't watch. He don't watch the product. You got we watch the product on this show. <laughs> All, us three, we watch the product. But Finn. From the moment he stepped back, we knew he would have to he'd have to come correct. He'd have to be different. I think that his run now and concluding with this Pete Dunn match has proven that when Finn Balor's on the screen and he's having a match, we're gonna be watching that motherfucker. 
And sometimes in the main roster, that wasn't the case, right? Where we were just like, we, we kind of know what's going to happen. He could, he could win, he could lose. But if Finn won on the main roster, it didn't matter. If he lost in the main roster, it didn't matter. In NXT, these matches make you feel like it fucking matters because that, that belt, he's elevated it again. Honestly, he's elevated that title again and, and it needed it. And I think what is different this time around versus like his initial run on NXT where he's on the show quite often. You know, uh, he, he's on it week to week. He has to cut promos now. And... Uh, Hey man, he's he's a he's a completely different person, man. Yeah, hang, hang it up. It's time to hang it. Time to hang it up in the uh, in the CWC rafters. Man's <laughs> goaded at this point. Like, um, I love this run he's been on. Um, I'm happy he kind of kind of pushed away from the little insider terms he would do in his yeah. promos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, what went? Nah, when he banged it on the feet, I was just like, turn that up, bro. <laughs> turn, 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 turn that all the way up because uh that boy had to lay down for the fiend and then the fiend was getting burnt by randy orton yeah <laughs> the the tide the ties could ch- completely turned <laughs> he was right though he was right he was like i had to lay down for the newest toy and i was like that mm-hmm. was it was the truth you know what i'm saying and then now look at look at them. they got to take him off tv for months because they overexposed them you know what i mean and mm-hmm. um with with the done match the psychology man Working the knee. There was the moment where Finn works the knee the whole match. And, you know, Pete does the backflip thing. What I loved about what Pete did, and again, I we got to also show love to Pete. Oh, absolutely. Well. Yeah, I was going to get that. <laughs> he was fantastic. But, like, him doing it, he did the backflip with his hands. And he's he botched it, but he still fell because he just you just can't make that flip. He had to make an adjustment. And I thought that was a fantastic moment of the match. And it was like, yo, like, Finn is doing everything thing here pete is doing everything here correct as far as the fingers as far as everything like that all worked for me i really i, I gave the match five like i'm not gonna lie like it was it's my favorite match of the year so far mm. uh de- definitely one of my favorite matches as well definitely up there with um you know the the second kyle o'reilly match and what i like i what i really liked about this versus the matches that he had with kyle o'reilly like pete dunn kind of says it all the time like you like Everybody in the UK basically like looked up to you, but like mm-hmm. not me. And then they go in there and they have a very British style match mm-hmm. where they're working very technical for a large portion of it, showing mm-hmm. that, you know, they are both from the UK. And honestly, I've never really seen Finn wrestle this kind of UK yeah. style. So like it was cool for him to like really bring that out for Pete Dunn and for something that we rarely see he brought it out in like pure perfection. Like right. that's a talented motherfucker. Man. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't uh, even think they left the ring. They didn't. They didn't leave the ring. No, they didn't. And, perfect. And perfect. Fantastic. My, my favorite near fall, the uh, low blow that the, he did, which he did with Finn's own arm he, into the better end. I, w- I thought it was over. I, I was like, yo, this is over. <laughs> and it was like such a sick move. So such a sick sequence there. I'm I'm surprised that's never been done before. <laughs> oh, good, so good. But but of course, like the ending, it, it felt like like Finn was vanquishing. You know what I'm saying? A, a demon at, at that point. It was like, yo, he takes the mouth guard off. He was just like, you fucking break my fingers. I'm gonna break your fucking teeth. Mm-hmm. John Woo drop kick into, <laughs> into his face, <laughs> into the fucking coup de gras, into the 1916. 
fantastic match, five stars. But really, we got to talk about, and I guess this NXT TV is the ending of the show. Pain. <laughs> Pain. Did anybody see it coming? Did you guys think that, you know, because when it happened, I was hurt, but it also made sense in terms of where these guys' future is. And I'll say it right now, the future for these guys, if they move up, is not for them to move up together. There's just no room for it. Uh, I, I will agree there, but did I see it coming? Absolutely not. Well, mm. may, maybe to Finn, but when he did it to Kyle, I was just like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> My heart dropped. I'll tell you was, the exact moment. The exact moment. As soon as they went up and did the pose, I saw Kyle, I saw uh, Adam look to his right. I said, "Yep, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for Finn." And then see, I saw I saw you know like when Shawn Michaels used to get in the stands, like you do that uh, that super kick was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw I saw Adam Cole in the stands. I said, "Yep." <laughs> you, too. You, you you see him get stanced up a little bit, and you're just like, yeah. "Hey, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing, bro?" Honestly, I didn't see it really coming at Kyle because he was just like he was just too close like it, it, it was like hard to like I guess like just like proximity wise I thought it'd be too hard to just throw a super kick you know he, 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 he caught him in the, in the chest though he, yeah he looked caught him dead dead in his chest man <laughs> and then that leading into NXT uh this opening segment for NXT this week stellar segment and I thought Kyle just showed an insane passion in that promo just he is conflicted he is hurt he sounded really flustered in his whole in his whole promo yeah sounded, sounded mad just he, upset he, he like he was going through an array of emotions and it he's a really like he's a really good promo like i'm not really familiar uh with like his promos in roh but like when he was like when roddy came out he was like no i don't want to talk to you like you could there's real emotion there, man. No, nobody's yeah. doing shit like that. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed the fact that um, he he really just set it out. Like they they there was no uh, there there really was no like questioning. Like okay, you know he was like I still trust you, but I want to punch you in the face. And I was like okay, that's good. That's mm-hmm. like a good way to do it. Like that, you know most most of the time WWE writes these faces to be really stupid and say like I just want to know what you feel, man. Come on out. Like Kyle was ready yeah. to fight. He yeah. knew that. He like he knows Adam well enough what that kiss of death means. That was a kiss of death. That means there's no coming back from that. You know what I mean? And um, I think the real story with this, like, is where you know where does Roddy end up here uh, at the end of the at the end of the show? You had Finn hitting him on an accident, and you know maybe that could be you know the the issue that makes Roddy turn to Adam's side. Where does Bobby Fish stand? What does Red Dragon? Does Red Dragon, you know, Can reform at that point? <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> he, can, he he stands for that anthem, I tell you that. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. Hand to hand. Broken hand over his heart, bro. Uh, <laughs> honestly, when when you uh, when you asked me a couple of days ago, where do I see Roddy going? I was just, fuck it, put him on SmackDown. Or have him yeah. stay in NXT. Screw it. Uh yeah. He he is a very talented dude, and he he would basically like truly blend any, anywhere except Raw. I don't actually. I just don't want to see him on Raw. I think he could do well on Raw though. Yeah, he but, he could do well anywhere. What? Well, the end of the, the end of the night between these guys saw them in a, a triple threat or a six man tag, which I thought was, it, it was it was pretty good. Uh, which ended in 
I, I really feel like Chaos. we gotta talk about this. Yeah, I, I feel like we gotta talk about it because like it, it's not the story. Like I feel like the actual story of this is bigger than the fact that a fan was taking pictures in the in the actual thing. I'm pretty sure. Like uh, I'm not even sure if that was allowed. Oh, but like I'm, I'm like <laughs> the seizure shit was just like everyone was confused for like an hour as far as like, if he was okay. And like I was like, is it a work? Are you I, sure? It was I'm glad that they debunked the story really fast. My, I think where I have a problem with it was people going, like their first reaction is, are we getting worked? And I was just like, dog, somebody possibly just had a seizure. And you're worrying about if you look, I get like, if you fell into the entertainment portion in this, yeah. in this business that, you know, we lose people. So it's just like, you know, let's make sure Kyle is okay. And if we get worked, we get worked. And it was just the fan or whoever took that picture or whoever took that picture and reposted it said, yo, I think he took like he had a seizure. And then WWE was just like, what what the fuck y'all niggas talking about? And then Kyle's probably, he all right, man, we we, we was just uh, doing some shit. And then everybody getting mad at WWE for like debunking it. Like, what what are we doing? I wish they didn't say anything. I was like, well, you motherfuckers can't calm down. That's why they had to say something, bro. Like, what do you mean? Like, wow, I I wish I was left in the dark about somebody that can be, like, really, like, hurt. They could die. Like, life's threatening shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? Shout out to um, Kyle O'Reilly selling. My man was shaking and shivering on the pavement. Bro, like I said. He he sold like that before. Yeah. Like, like I said in the chat, man, he's such a goat. He thought niggas, niggas thought he died. That's how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> he he was selling like a monster, man. And he, uh, he said for the reason for the stretch, uh, for the stretcher was because he literally took a brain buster on the steps, and they were worried about his neck, not because he had a seizure, because not that he he didn't have a seizure, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, but also, I think that the fact. Uh, the fact that everybody was kind of just like led astray and everybody, uh, some people were in the dark. Uh, Finn Balor got pinned by Pete Dunne and that quickly kind of just got glossed over and that, he hasn't got pinned in a very long time. So that was big, very big, interesting. Big implications. Big implications. <laughs> There's a lot of implications on this show. Let's talk about it because I want to get to the fantasy book and party this motherfucker, okay? Oh, okay. The, uh, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. And I, I'm, I'm like the always sunny meme with it with all this shit. <laughs> That's what I'm doing for with, right with all now. the thing on the board and it has just Pete Dunn yeah. on it. <laughs> so listen, listen, listen. Pete Dunn pins him. Okay, March 3rd, we could get that match, that rematch, right? Mm-hmm. That that would make sense. It's going and, up against the Shaq thing. So Yeah. Uh, that would, you, that's what they wanted though. You you have you have that and, and then the, t- the two tag championship matches too. Yeah. The, the tag 3rd, team so. match. So AEW That's a takeover dead. card. Yes. AEW's dead. <laughs> it's already dead next week. So uh yeah. both shows are dead. Both shows are dead next week. Let's be clear. Both shows are dead next week. What's next uh, week? Nothing. We don't know. Like we don't even know what's going on. Uh, I, thought, I thought something like outside was going on. We're going, no, I think it's like a Cro- Cross and Escobar is the only thing. And honestly, I, I see some shenanigans for it like uh <laughs> yeah. not happening That's again. Not happening. But speaking of cross, let's get into the implications of Pete Dunn pinning Finn Balor. You get that match again, again. Uh, you uh, you then um, have the opportunity to have Kyle off TV for a couple of weeks. As this happens, as the as the Adam Cole thing goes on, 
So that means that, and I want us all to 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 have a round of applause. There is no way that Karrion Cross is going to come into this feud <laughs> in the next month and a half, right? There is there is no room for this guy, and I need him to stop saying that he's going to come back for that title. There is no space for you here, and the more you keep saying that, and the more things just keep developing around that title that pushes you further back and back, makes you look dumb to me. It mm. makes you look really silly. Now, I'm not mad that he's not in the picture. It's just that him getting hurt, and then Ridge Holland getting hurt, got us the Kyle O'Reilly run. <laughs> <laughs> essentially like this is what got us the run and i think that listen i don't know where the where the title is going to go obviously finn will probably be pete done again but we're going to get the adam cole match down the line mm-hmm. where does kyle fit in and okay these are the two these are the two options you can have a triple threat between kyle uh finn and cole which i know cyrus isn't a big fan of or you could do uh or you could do Kyle and Adam at TakeOver and Finn and Cross at that same TakeOver. But I think that you run into the Gargano Champa issue where the Kyle Adam match is actually mm-hmm. bigger than the title yes. match of that. Carrying Cross is like the sixth or seventh most important guy on the show. Mm-hmm. So him and him and Balor is easily getting overshadowed. I think at some point we may get one of those special, uh, well, shit, there's only so many weeks until Mania. Uh, We get one of those special NXT shows. Like, I know I've been saying it a lot, but you get one of those special NXT shows and you have to do something on there. So, uh, I, the reason why I don't like a triple threat, I just like my singles matches. I think the match will be a banger. If they do a triple threat, I got I got to see Finn Balor losing it and then like taking a step back and like letting Adam and uh Adam and Kyle carrying that story. Facts. Yeah. What do you think, Juan? Um so initially, I think we talked about it last week. I was thinking are they going to go the four-way route? But it does seem like the the low key kind of uh what's the word I'm looking for? I keep losing words today. They low key you're trying to like start steer uh carrying cross away from that title picture <laughs> and I feel like yeah. This undisputed era breakup is only is only gonna get bigger from here. It just seems like he's slowly getting pushed out, which is fine. I don't think they need to rush carrying across in there. They got him in the tuck for whatever happens after all that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Even wherever they go, they have carrying across in the tuck. Let's hope he just stays healthy. <laughs> even if they want to just you know transition him towards maybe at the uh, North American division for a little bit. And kind of that mid-card area, maybe something with uh, and Reed or Cameron Grimes, wherever they can go. There's so many dudes in that mid-card they can mm-hmm. have and work with that. Um, yeah, they don't need, I don't think they need to rush into bringing Karrion Cross into that main event picture for now. And honestly, yeah. I mean, if we wanted to get into the Santos Karrion thing, which didn't happen this week, I'm fine with them doing that because Karrion needs a character. He has no character. You need somebody like a Santos to get under his skin. And that's what seems to be what's happening right now. Is that they're actually giving him more than just him squashing people. Like, like Santos is giving him a run for his money in terms of really like getting under his skin. And I, I like that. And I'm like, we don't need to hot shot him to a title where he just squashes people in eight minutes. Like, I'm fine with that. I don't want that. And it, it's kind of weird because when he came in, NXT was this land of horses. 
He gets mm-hmm. injured, comes back. There's nobody but him. Yeah, it went back to it went back to small guys because yeah, it was it, like damn it. It, it, it went back. Priest, it, it, it was Lee. It was Holland. It was like all these yeah. big dudes. Priest, Lee, Holland, and then Bronson Reed took a step back for a little bit. So he came back, and you know he was Will Smith in the house. Yeah. Where, my, where, where, where are the big niggas at? Pause. <laughs> I fuck with big niggas too. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm completely okay with him just taking a step back. And, you know, I mean, he could seriously do anything else. And like you said, him getting that character is great. And this does amazing stuff for Santos Escobar as well. So both of them can just benefit off of each other. And I think that, like, the stuff that they're the stuff that they're doing is better than anything they could be doing. Uh, Cross could be going around squashing guys, and Santos could be like, you know, still fucking around with Kurt Stallion. Like, we don't need that. So, uh, yeah, that that that's a uh, that's it for the main event picture of NXT. We're just gonna go into the quick he- uh, the quick hit sections really fast. Uh, the Dusty Classic segments, I thought it was really great. Uh, MSK and Beth Phoenix becoming best friends. Uh, <laughs> classic stuff there. But Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez having quite the segment where just if you blinked and missed it, you would see Dakota Kai and Raquel swiftly turning into faces. <laughs> which we... Like me and Quan thought, like no, there's no way that they're gonna run the uh, the heel versus heel unless Bianca and Sasha take it, which I'm not sure it's gonna happen. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. Please spare me. Uh, and then they were just like, oh, don't worry about that. And then they just pulled the wool over your eyes, and now that <laughs> they're really getting one over on them. I mean, That's even nice. bigger than even bigger than that. I, I thought those two had their best promo like ever. Like I, I thought they were, they, they, they stood their ground. I know Nia isn't the strongest promo, but she comes off as natural. And I felt like they came off as natural as well. And, and, and again, like the, we're not talking like, you know, they're, you know, elite level Becky level, you know, talkers, but they came off very well in that segment. I thought Raquel got a really nice burn. I know I said before takeover, they need to go their separate ways, but if they're going to, if they're going to be doing, stuff like this i i'm fine with them being a team still uh now now that they turned yeah, yeah. i'm okay with it like the, the heel thing was running stale especially when you have uh cancel ray doing her thing and then you have tony storm and then mercedes martinez like there there wasn't a lot of faces on the uh on the women's division and now turning them face definitely helps in the situation yeah. uh r- really good segment i liked it a lot uh santos escobar hops out the whip he said regal asked me to come to work fuck him and went back right back home <laughs> i'm taking my pto i feel him <laughs> hey man regal gotta do something about this bro because cameron grimes selling him to kiss his grits <laughs> <laughs> and then santos escobar said fucking i ain't coming to work what, hey what? man <laughs> you gotta so- do something do you guys foresee the, the Santos and Carrion thing going on a little bit longer than this? Like maybe past this first potential match? Uh, I, it, I don't really know. Cause I'm, when you raise that question, I think if they're going to have a stipulation for the next one and I'm just like, what can that stipulation be? Mm-hmm. My thing is, is like, I don't watch 205 live. So I don't particularly know like 
what's going on? Does he, does he even have a contender for his belt right now? No, he, he's no. beating everyone. He's beating he, everyone. He's beating everyone. And Vic Joseph, I like he he sprinkled it a little bit. Uh, that um, Jordan Devlin. This is like the first time in a really long time that they mentioned mm-hmm. Jordan Devlin on yep. NXT. So yep. we could be seeing something soon. Yeah, I think that the idea would be uh, honestly, and, and fuck it, let's just let, let me just go all the way there. Have Santos beat Carrion. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Have him beat Carrion. Okay, I'm not saying pen Elaborate. No. Have him on. beat him by count out. Have him beat him by count out. Have him beat him or, by DQ. Did, dirt, dirt, give me a dirty finish, man. In anything. I we, we've seen that Santos is a is a really accomplished cheater. Have him <laughs> beat him by nefarious means and have a reason for if Jordan Devlin shows up, which was he on UK this week? Uh, I don't think so. There are a couple people on UK that haven't been there in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Walter awful. being one of them. Walt, Walter hasn't been there in a while. Mm-hmm. Jordan Devlin, it will be, we'll be going on two weeks or maybe a week and a half at this point. And I, I don't think they announced them for next week either. If they show up for a one shot in March, which would be really cool, have them have the, the, the match and Karrion costs him that match and then do Karrion Santos at TakeOver. <laughs> I like a, I like what I'm hearing right now. Right? Like that like that it. makes that makes like sense this. to me. Free 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 him of the cruiserweight belt shackles, man. I mean, other than the QN on shit, wrestling wise, <laughs> I'm looking for a reason to fuck with Karrion Cross. Give yeah. him some adversity for for something. You know what I mean? And and that I feel like this feud would make you care about the fact that okay, this guy talked shit about him and his girl, been ducking him, cheated to beat him. And now let's get the real match. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that is the way that you, you go about that. And they, ha- I think they have enough weeks to do it. So go ahead and do that shit. <laughs> hey, Regal, <laughs> we talking to you, man. I'm telling you, man, get, get this RNC booking, man. Get, like, come on. <laughs> free, 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 free booking, bro. I, yeah. I absolutely love that idea. Um, any anything to free Santos Escobar from his cruiserweight shackles and have uh, Karrion Cross develop some character. Like I definitely do think, like I said earlier, like this ben- this feud is beneficial for the both of them. Because I think that if Undisputed Era is broken up, Legado goes into that spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Swiftly. You need you need a you need that stable. If Undisputed's gone. Because I, I I remember saying this during the Dusty Classic to you, Cyrus. I was like, "Yo, they're not they're not gonna have Legato go further than the Undisputed Era. They're just not. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not gonna have them go because they're not the big team. Now, if Undisputed Era goes away, which, that's when they come in. Which is why I this is why initially I wanted them to win the Dusty Classic because, well. I didn't know that they were going to have this whole breakup angle, but it was just like Undisputed Era is considerably slowing down and we do need this big faction and I'm not fucking with for the brand. I'm sorry. So <laughs> let's let's start getting, uh, you know, Santos and Joaquin Wilde and them, you know, let, let's start getting that engine going. Mm-hmm. But uh, two, two more quick hits before we leave here. Zaylee said she is going to purge Casey Cannon Zaro. Uh, it's lit. She's going to be doing her thing. I'm curious to see where the story with her and her overseer, her master, I forget her name at this current time. Uh, Taisha. Taishin. Taishin or something like that. Taishin. Yeah. I'm fucking with it. Casey, 
wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and just kick her in her jaw. Uh, I'm with it. And then whenever they do the reveal or whenever they put uh, Taisha in the match, it's going to be lit. I can't wait. Karen, <laughs> Karen Q. Karen Q. Come on, let's just say who it is. It's Karen Q. I can't wait to see what, hey, they, what, they, what, what gimmick they have. I, I don't know who she is, man. <laughs> <laughs> they turn her to Hisako, and I think it's lit. Yeah, <laughs> Hisako from Killer Instinct. Yeah. I think it's hard. Um, Kaylee Ray and Mako Satomura will be having a match next week, and they did not say if it's for the title. And I it think is. that is it's for the title. For, okay, now mm-hmm. let me tell let me t- let me talk to the people and tell you why Mako Satomura winning this is a very bad idea. <laughs> before oh, y'all before, before y'all all get really happy and be like, "Yo, Mako got to take it off her." Kaylee Ray has been champion for a really long time. Mako Satomura undeniably is the GOAT. Who the hell is taking it off Mako Satomura if she gets the title? But she can't, Kaylee Ray can't beat Mako, bruh. Like, she, like, like, they put a lot behind Mako Satomura. I'm not saying that no one could take it off of her, but there are a lot of, like, the McKenzie girl could, could come in and, and potentially do that shit. You know what I mean? Like, there are women on that brand that aren't on there every single week. Like, yeah, they got to. They have to get off the KLR. She's beaten everyone, Cyrus. Like she and and you know what? She has beat. Well, it's hard to say she's beaten everybody because there's just some people that they just never gave that position to. You okay. know, uh, and I don't think that NXT UK has done uh, an amazing job with Zio Brookside, um, Isla Dawn, Nina Samuels. Uh, they're doing some stuff with uh, Danny Luna, but like, there's been enough time to build a contender. After what about the uh, Valkyrie um, girl? The Valkyrie yeah, girl. Just gonna say that. Yeah, they're, they're they're working on her as well. But I think there was a lot of time to build talent. Uh, after Piper Niven, even even during that hiatus during quarantine, and you know, they're uh, when they, when they uh came back from quarantine, they're uh, stacked. That, that roster is stacked. Yeah, the roster is stacked, and they definitely had time to build somebody uh, after Piper Niven, and for some reason they made it Ginny. And I was just like, "For why?" <laughs> I, I I get that she was like the second biggest heel on the show, but then you had the heel versus heel match that kind of just resulted in like nothing. So I, uh, I I think that Mako getting that gives you a face challenger or a face champion. Opens up some fresh matchups, which yeah. this show sorely needs. Definitely. Yeah, like I, I think there are a lot of ways you can go with Mako. With KLR, it is a dead end if she still has that title by the end of next week. I I, I think that if she wins, get the title off her on the next challenger, and then we kind of still get, you know, those fresh matchups and shit. I really need Kaylee Ray to drop this title and get off NXT UK. But I'm just going to say that because if you think about it, pre-pandemic, it seemed like she was kind of transitioning over to NXT yes. with Tony Storm mm-hmm. anyway. So I feel like they mm-hmm. got some unfinished business with that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with it. Uh, let Mako get the belt. Why not? And uh, then uh, they, is they it, can it, make it. Bro, they can make it happen. It's not like, you know how NXT system works. The next man up is, is just like that. Look how quick they did it with Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Look how, mm-hmm. look, they, do it, they can do it within a week. Hell, even on the main roster, they can do it in a week. They had Shinsuke Nakamura from... And catering to a main event dude <laughs> in one night. Yeah. That yeah. Put, had everybody fooled for. <laughs> and, and with with NXT, listen, man, like the idea that they could be losing, I'm not, I, I mean, 
let's pie in the sky. They lose EO after April. They lose Rhea. She's already gone. They could lose Dakota. Uh, they could lose Candice or someone else. Like they could lose a lot of people going in to after after Mania. Mm-hmm. Kaylee Ray as a, as a heel works against uh, uh, what's her name Zoe. You know what I'm saying? They, they they could they could go with a lot of things. It's just that again, they're in a position where they can get these if they, they can get these women over across the seas, they're gonna do it and they're gonna try and do it. And now that they can do it, they're absolutely gonna make it work. So let's let's it's time to shit or get off the pot and yeah. let's do that with Mako. Hey, since we hey, talking man. about it before we go, that that uh, Imperium video a couple weeks ago. What's up with Walter? What's what's Walter doing? Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> that man is. Uh, what is, what time is it in Tulum, Mexico, bro? I I thought the shot. I thought the shocker on Takeover was going to be Walter coming out behind Finn when he was pointing. Yeah, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. But that that's something that's in the air right now. Whether that be what, like I honestly feel like they're either setting up an NXT UK match for Takeover. I don't know who it's going to be against, or they're going to have the Finn Walter match. And again. There's time to do it. There's about seven weeks left. We got time to do this. <laughs> we got time to do a lot of shit on these shows to stretch mm-hmm. to stretch all these feuds out. Okay, the so how about, like playing twice is very interesting to me. So so how about this? Um, come March second, March third. Uh, uh, March third. I'm sorry, March third. Come March third is whatever is Finn Pete, uh, Finn uh, Pete Dunn the rematch. Finn wins, puts the guns up. The room, the room gets silent. It gets dark. Uh-huh. That symphony hits. What's up, <laughs> man? Finn, it, Finn got eighteen beefs, but the, but the thing is, if that happens, Quan, we're yeah. for sure getting a triple threat at Takeover, or we're for sure getting uh, Cole, Kyle at Takeover. Like I, I just don't know if like I, I know that there's time to, to unless they're gonna do a Worlds Collide. I just don't know, bro. It, it's it's tough. It's very man, tough. I've been, tough. I, I've been begging for a Worlds Collide for a very long time. Or, and- or you get the title off Finn, then do the Walter match after Mania. I mean that that would be the hot match. And if they're not gonna do it, if they're not if they're not gonna run a Worlds Collide between now till Mania, I definitely think doing a Worlds Collide like after sure. Like, yeah, not? I just don't think they have. I don't think they have time. What what, what day are we on right now in February? They got next week the third, and then after that they have one, two, three, four. They got less than a month to get to their takeover. So after March third, they're in pure road to takeover mode, and we're gonna know matches mm-hmm. by then. So I, I just don't know if they have the time to do it. So yeah, uh, so good luck to the NAC booking team. Uh, <laughs> pray prayers down for Kaylee Ray. <laughs> Um, thank God Kyle O'Reilly is okay. Congratulations to Cody and Brandy on their girl, Sammy Guevara. Stand strong, man. Don't let them break you down. <laughs> Impact. Uh, Kenny Omega. Hey, man. <laughs> Get better fits, man. <laughs> I am about to say that, man. That man is 0 for 20 on fits so far. He ain't had one good fit yet. <laughs> well, hey, he, he had a really – the tan suit that he was wearing in that weird vignette was pretty cool. But what then he just came out dressed like Shrek with the uh, <laughs> with the Dorothy boots on. <laughs> Ain't no uh, drip. There's no drip to be found with that motherfucker. Get out yeah, of uh, white people stop trying to uh, decipher if he has drip or not. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> leave it. Leave, leave it to us. Oh you, oh, you saw that tweet too. I'm tired of it. Every week, let us decide. <laughs> 
and that is it for our show. You can follow me at H underscore visibility, Quan at the comeback spot, Justin at OG Johnny five and the A show RNC at the A show RNC on Twitter. We have the A show spa callers. <laughs> uh, our, our new show with an asterisk name, uh, the rewriters room. You can always revisit those episodes, revisit those great discussions. And then we have a whole bunch of other good content over at the RNC radio live. And hey, Amen. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, Peace. <laughs>